0: The day has finally arrived, and that is the day the NFL schedule has now been officially released. So all the spoilers don't matter now. The schedule is officially out there. The Pittsburgh Steelers schedule for the 2022 season is officially out there. And that means we are going to offer our way, 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 way too early thoughts on this schedule, predictions from this schedule, and reaction to this schedule. I'm Mike Osti. I'll be joined by our Nick Faraba here for Pittsburgh Sports Live and Steelers Now. And yes, the Steelers will open up the season on the road against the Bengals, a defending AFC conference champions they will then have a home game so it'll take a couple weeks to get back to pittsburgh as they will host the new england patriots and then the rest of the schedule will unravel from there and it's already been controversial there's already been back back and forth banter between players and teams and fans And there's already reaction, so we're going to to join the party. Feel free to join along with us here as we will react to this schedule. And again, admittedly, extremely too early, but we just have to keep up with the Joneses and do this. So, Nick, you see the schedule? We kind of talked about this a little bit off the air before we fully unpack the possibility of what this season could be and maybe how this impacts the quarterback battle and who's going to start these games and what's going to happen in some of these games. What's your initial reaction to seeing this schedule, seeing who the Steelers are going to meet to open up the season, the early games, the later games of the schedule, where the bye is, knowing the team, what's your initial reaction?
1: Yeah, well, taking every factor, both things we knew before today and the things now we know, I think it worked out really well for them. Uh, I don't think that the first four weeks are a super gauntlet for them. I I really don't. I don't think they start. Now, they start off tough in Cincinnati as as a tough draw in week one. But I think the Patriots are very beatable. I don't think they're a great team. Uh, then you get Cleveland, who who knows if they have Deshaun Watson. So right. that could be an easier game, too. And then you have the Jets. Uh, the Jets are more talented than they were last year, but they're still the Jets. They shouldn't be all that good this year. Yeah. So you actually end up with the first four weeks where it's not crazy, where if you get really good play from your defense, the quarterback position comes along nicely. You could be looking at you know a three and one start if things go right. Um, I I don't think it's crazy. I think two and two is more likely. But I think you know it's right after that where you get to your toughest stretch, where you go to Buffalo, then you have the Buccaneers back to back. That's your two tough, really really tough like draws. Uh, Those are tough games. Down to Miami to Philadelphia. Those two. So you so it's three out of four on the road uh, right there. Uh, So you now Miami. Are they going to be that great? I don't know. I think that they can definitely compete for a playoff spot though. Um, that's going to obviously be a very sought after game with a lot of headlines. You we know, go with Flores and Minka, both returning to Miami for the first time. Remember, has never been back to Miami since he was traded. So yeah. Yeah. you know, That's going to be a big one. Philadelphia always is a, is a big game. You know, the Keystone rivalry, um, that's going to be a tough one too. So I think those four, are kind of a tough one and, but you get the week nine bye. I think that's a really good buy draw. Um, and then, you know, you come back stay at home against the saints. The saints are fine, but not a great team this year. I don't think they have a lot of holes. You welcome the Bengals at home in prime time, go to Indianapolis to Atlanta. Then you kind of just go down the list and you have, you know, Baltimore, Carolina, Vegas, Ravens, Browns. I don't find that, that last half, latter half of the schedule is that bad. Um, There's obviously the tough things. You know, you have the divisional games. The Colts aren't particularly a nice draw on the road, and you know, in prime time. But, you know, it's, it's nothing really daunting, I guess, in that back half of the schedule. I think the Steelers actually worked out to where it's very feasible to see them potentially, say, come out, of the bye week and go on a run because that schedule in that latter half of the year is not bad. And then there's the other factors that we knew before today. They don't even leave the Eastern time zone the entire year. They don't leave the Eastern time zone. <laughs> Unlike it,
0: last year too, where you're going to West and you're mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of travel in the middle of the year. Right. And that's going to help
1: you. Right. So that's going to help you a lot. You don't leave the time zone. you. I think they're the team with the least air miles traveled all season. So yeah. they don't travel very much. Uh, they have five prime time games which is par for the course for the Steelers. Um, But I I just don't think that there is too much daunting in terms of that schedule. you don't head west. You don't even head to the central time zone. You stay right in the eastern time zone. It's that – I think that stretch from week five to the bye, where you see you have Buffalo, Tampa, Miami, Philadelphia. I think even if Miami and Philadelphia aren't necessarily going to be, say, top of the league teams, we don't expect them to be. They're still going to be tough outs. They're on the road. And you travel to Philadelphia, which is always going to be a tough environment. And then you travel the furthest you travel all year, which is to Miami. So uh, that's going to be a bit of a tough one when you still have to play Josh Allen and Tom Brady the two weeks before. Um, So that could be tough for the Steelers. But obviously, I just I don't think it's a it's a tough draw for them. I think it worked out well. They get a Week Nine bye right in the middle of the year, um, perfect for them in that regard. And again, they don't travel much, so I, I think overall the schedule worked out about as well in the Steelers' favor as it could have.
0: You could definitely argue that the the schedule looks favorable right now to the Steelers, but of course, the way the NFL works, you never know. There are teams that people are going to think are quote-unquote, easy wins right now that all of a sudden could surprise. There always are teams that get in the playoffs that weren't in the year before, that weren't supposed to be there. I don't know if anyone thought the Bengals were going to make a Super Bowl run prior to last season. Maybe it would be good, maybe be a year or so away, but not go all the way. So – You just don't know, but as we stand now, based on what we know, what we have known, and what maybe we even think we could know in the future, the schedule doesn't look that bad. You get the buy in the middle of the season. I think that's big because we know, Nick, from a few years ago, the Steelers were the players were pretty upset when they got an early season by that they felt like that was going to be a disadvantage to them. We know about the COVID year where they basically lost their buy because they didn't know when games were going to be played and pretty much Chad just a couple days off. And then Tom went practicing on what supposedly was a buy that was against the rules, but nobody really worried about. This is going to be a legit bye, middle of the season where you're going to have enough games played to really know your team but also enough games left to be able to maybe make a run or fix things if it's not going well. And that's kind of what you want. Most teams kind of want a dead center of the season buy, which is what they have. So they have a favorable buy. that's a plus. And you mentioned the five primetime games, they do have some of those on the road, but overall in their schedule, they don't have really back-to-back road games that are brutal. You don't have a stretch where everything's on the road And you're having that problem where you're not even getting the home cooking in the midst of maybe a tougher stretch. If you could even argue that like you do have the at Buffalo game, you do have the Buccaneers to follow, but the Buccaneers game is at home in Pittsburgh. And then of course, going to Miami and then going to Philly. So Dolphins Eagles, maybe is that toughest stretch of back-to-back road games. Maybe Colts and Falcons is the other argument, but the Dolphins Eagles, Even Colts and Falcons, maybe with Matt Ryan, people think more of the Colts, but it's not like those teams are murderer's row or anybody's picking them to necessarily win their conference. So... It doesn't appear too brutal, even though there are some playoff teams in the missed tier. There are, of course, the divisional matchups, which could go either way. You do see the Browns yeah, it, as that and, first divisional matchup after the Bengals game to open yeah, up the year. And let me
1: point that out real quick just to so the first yeah. two weeks. So you have two divisional road games for right. a really young offense, a really young offense. Right. You potentially have a young quarterback in there if Kenny Pickett wins the battle. So you could be going in there with a rookie quarterback. Uh, we'll get to you know, that. A yeah. bunch of second year guys at, at running back tackle, all yeah. that. You could have a bunch of young guys here on this offense. This is a very young offense that doesn't have a ton of vet leadership uh, outside of Mitch Trubisky, which is, <laughs> and I'll say this, if there's, a, I don't think that's going to factor in too much, but if you actually start Kenny Pickett, and then we're talking about the at Buffalo, at Miami, at Philadelphia road stretch, well, they're going to get thrown right into the fire by going two at Cincinnati and then at Cleveland. Uh, that's yeah. two – divisional matchups where you have hostile environments right away. So the young offense is really going to have to get going right away and, and kind of weather that storm. So that's going to be something to watch. I think throughout the first few weeks of the season is how does the young offense, especially if pickets under center react to two divisional road games within the first three weeks of the season?
0: Yeah. Mike Oste, Nick Faribaugh here, Steelers now Pittsburgh sports live as we are reacting to the, Announcement: The official announcement, so no more leaks are necessary, of the NFL's schedule of the Steelers 2022 regular season schedule. And Nick was just talking about it. You could make an argument that the first few games, certainly the first two games, might be the toughest stretch for the Steelers all year in terms of back-to-back games. You do start on the road at Cincinnati, which again, maybe is an annoyance for some fans. Once again, the Steelers start a year on the road as the Bengals defend their AFC championship. And then you have a home game, but it is against the Patriots, which is not Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's not your Patriots of the dynasty, really, but it's a playoff team. It's Bill Belichick. It's still a pretty solid defense. Mac Jones doesn't make tons of mistakes, even if he only throws three passes in some of those wins. And it's not going to be necessarily easy, even though you're at home. And of course, history doesn't show the Steelers being able to do that well against the Patriots home away on the moon. Doesn't matter. You do have the Jets to follow who maybe are better than last year, but still not great. And then of course the tough games against the bills and bucks. So to Nick's point, if you, Lay an egg in a game maybe that you arguably think is the easiest one of these games. Say you don't show up against the Jets or say the Browns get you because they usually do get a win against the Steelers every now and then, at least in this era, we've seen that. And certainly the divisional games can go either way that is on the road at Cleveland then you're going to have potentially an early season problem with the tougher games to come after the bye. it might be more comfortable, but yeah, you could argue a tough stretch exists. So I do want to segue into that kind of what you were bringing up, Nick, because you start on the road at Cincinnati, then you have new England, then you have a divisional game against the Browns, no matter what anybody thinks of the Browns, it's going to be a tough game. No, one's going to have that be a gimme game. Then you have the jets, but then the bills, Buccaneers, dolphins and Eagles. And that's before the bye week. Does the fact that you could argue the toughest stretch of the season is the beginning of the season, certainly those first few weeks are not easy, you're going to be facing tough defenses, teams that are familiar with the Steelers, does that impact the quarterback competition, and for you, and even your thoughts about what Mike Tomlin would do, does that play into, well, Maybe if it's even, or maybe we certainly were in love with Kenny Pickett for the future, but Mitch Trubisky a veteran. He's good enough right now. And a rookie, no matter who he is, is going to go through growing pains and make mistakes early in a year. So we're going to go with the vet. Does that bump the vet? And is this a favorable schedule to Mitch Trubisky starting week one?
1: I don't really think it matters. Um, I just don't feel like it does. I don't think you're going to look at two road games. Because I, I think there's two two viewpoints you could take. Okay. Yeah let's actually play Kenny Pickett so he can get that road game environment right away. And so if we throw him in, say, if we throw him in right away versus, say, midseason, he's already got the experience. So when he reaches that back half of the schedule after the bye, he's ready to go. And then he'll be ready to play in Indianapolis and at Atlanta and at Baltimore and all that stuff, right? Like that's the thing. that There's that. And then there's also the, the Trubisky viewpoint, which is like, okay, Let's play the veteran who has already weathered the storm knows what it's like to play in a hostile road environment. So I think there's two viewpoints you can take there. I don't know which one Mike Tom is going to take. I also don't think it matters all that much, depending on what they do in camp preseason OTAs, mini camp, all this, right. It's going to be a year long battle, essentially all the way up to week one before you need a starter. So basically If it's just whoever plays better, I think, quite frankly, um, if Mitch is is playing better and, you know, you think Pickett's not catching on the offense right away. Well, the obvious question is it's easy to start Mitchell Trubisky Now, if they're 50 50, I tend to lean towards the young guy. Um, I think that if Kenny Pickett's already playing as good as Mitch Trubisky is, get the young guy in there because you figure, okay, well, Kenny Pickett probably has more upside right now because of. You know, his he's a rookie. He still has to learn the ropes and the bounds. And once he does, is that going to become even is that disparity, say that is maybe 50 50 going to become more like 70 30 and Pickett's clearly the better option. So if it's even I would go with the young guy, um, as long as, you know, there's no c- crazy circumstance where you're like, yeah, Mitch is definitely the guy. And, you know, there's not a glaring need or something of vet presence there. Uh, and, and I don't think there is. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky gives them that comfortability where they don't have to say we can, we don't have to throw, you know, Kenny in there. If he does, if he's not ready to play week one at Cincinnati, you don't have to throw him to the wolves. Um, You don't have to throw him to the wolves and and play two out of three divisional games. And you can give Trubisky an opportunity there. But if, if Pickett comes in training camp preseason and he, he aces this thing, I think it's no question who should start. It's gotta be Kenny Pickett. And I'm not sure the schedule really uh, affects that all that much.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the schedule impacts it, although I probably would lean towards the veteran if I was in a tie scenario because of this schedule. It is not going to be an easy first few games just for who you're facing and just the impact of those games, certainly with the two divisional games and the Patriots mixed in. But I would guess, knowing Mike Tomlin, that if Kenny Pickett outplays Mr. Trubisky, or maybe it is even-even, he probably would then bump the rookie. They made it clear they are in love with Kenny Pickett. They believe he is the most enough already. That is why they went with Kenny Pickett. As the uh, 20th selection in the NFL draft. That's why he was the only first round quarterback in this draft. That's why we did a draft show. That's why they didn't go Malik Willis for the project and say, We have a good enough bridge now. We'll just go with the project and not have to worry about this controversy for a couple of years. And Mitch is good enough right now as a bridge. Maybe they think he's good enough as a bridge, but they didn't do that. They didn't think Kenny Pickett would be there. Once he was there, they couldn't resist and they went with him. So I do think if it's even or Kenny Pickett outplays him, obviously he would get the bump. But I do think maybe for me it would impact it a little bit just for the fact that no matter who you are, you're going to have some growing pains early in a year. And even if you don't think much of the Patriots necessarily as a team to make a run overall, Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback feels like that's a feast. For for potentially the goat of coaches, so and 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 you mentioned that maybe there is a higher ceiling for Kenny Pickett. I would believe in the Steelers' heart of hearts, they believe there's a higher ceiling career-wise for Kenny Pickett, or they wouldn't have taken him when they did, when they already had Mitch Trubisky for a couple of years. But if you believe Mitch Trubisky's reached his ceiling and at least going to plateau somewhere, his plateau took a team to the. Playoffs a few years ago. He's made a Pro Bowl. He's had 3,000 yard passing seasons. He doesn't make tons of mistakes anymore. He's kind of shaken off the bad Mitch Trubisky. He's not great by any means. I wouldn't imagine a Pro Bowl season from him, no matter what this team does, but it might be better off for you in those first few games. Granted, then you have the whole conversation, Nick, that you know we're all going to talk about all season long. They might have the same record no matter who's the quarterback. That's also been discussed a little bit. So if you go through those games with Mitch and you win them, whether it's because of him or not, then when do you take him out for Kenny Pickett? Or do you ride Mitch all season long if you have 11 or 12 wins and then you're delaying Kenny Pickett who isn't the youngest quarterback out there as a draft pick. So I don't know what the plan really is overall or if it was just kind of a monkey wrench is in the plan because we couldn't resist drafting Kenny Pickett when he was available. So we're going to worry about that issue when it comes.
1: Well, uh, I think that, you know, Pickett's weird because he's the one guy that's probably pro-ready enough to play right now. Um, yeah. And that was the thing, you know, we talked about this a little bit and why the Steelers made sense for Malik Willis. And it was because, well, you have Mitch and he can play right away. But now you have two guys that are ready to go. Uh, I think Pickett can play day one and, and you'd be fine with that, Yeah, um, which is the thing because Pickett Really doesn't have to sit. Uh, I don't find a reason for him to sit. I think that he's only going to get better with more experience and more reps and understanding what to do and the nuances of the NFL level. I I don't see this as a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers situation where we say, "Okay, sit for a year and then you'll be better off. Like, I don't see that. Uh, I don't think this is a Trey Lance situation. I don't think this is any of that. This is more like okay, get him in there. He's ready to go now. Play him. I, I honestly, maybe I with
0: him. his age and experience, maybe that is. Maybe that is the case. Maybe you are right that no matter what the situation is, because he's been through the fire. He had five years in college. He went through different coaches. He became uh, an average quarterback to an elite quarterback. He was able to deal with critics and kind of make himself better and motivate himself. And people say this all the time that know Kenny Pickett. I know you said it that. It doesn't matter who has the edge right now, and probably the veteran does. Mitch probably has the edge right now in their mind, figuring he'd win week one. But you put Kenny Pickett in any type of battle, you put him in any type of quarterback battle, you can't count the man out. There's no no way anybody can start penciling anybody in or putting anything in pen for anyone's depth chart for week one. You cannot count Kenny Pickett out. Again, two years ago, Pitt fans when to to send him out of town. Now they all love him. That's because he didn't let it stop him and was determined and and was motivated and used that on the field to become arguably the greatest Pitt quarterback of all time or certainly one of.
1: Yeah, and and Pickett's gone into hostile environments and has weathered those before. Right, Um, so
0: it could happen. Yeah, And, and maybe he's more mobile. Maybe he's yeah. more mobile, maybe which maybe helps you earlier in the season. There's only a three-year age difference with Mitch 27 and Kenny Pickett 24, but maybe the little younger legs, maybe more mobility. Who knows? That is a thought process. It'll be interesting if it impacts things because some of the rumors and leaks a few days ago was that Jets game was earlier in the year, and then people were saying, well, now the schedule's easy because you have, you have say, the Browns and Jets after the Bengal game, which was rumored for a while. That might lend itself to Kenny – but now you're bumping the jet for that Patriot game. That might be, I don't know if that's a game changer or not. I guess we'll find out, but it all, it all depends on what happens at camp. If, if Kenny Pickett's clearly the better quarterback and has the better camp, then I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to say, well, Kenny Pickett won the job, but I'm going to wait two weeks to get over the Bengals and Patriots. He probably would not do that because as you mentioned, it is no. the modern day NFL. The guy gets right in there. It's been a while since quarterbacks have sat and that has actually worked.
1: Yeah, and there's zero reason to do that. Again, right. schedule really doesn't affect my thought process because, yes, he faces Bill Belichick, but also, who's the better? Who's a what a better defensive mind to go up against to learn the defensive game? Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and see what to see, right? Like, the, for everything you say, oh, what about the veteran aspect? You can easily say, well, that can be a learning experience for Kenny, too, going up against Bill Belichick and going to Cincinnati in his first game, right? I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, so the what- only. Yes, I. The only devil's advocate. And I do want to move on from the quarterback conversation, but the only devil's advocate to that, I guess, that I'll pose you here before we pivot is this is still kind of a veteran team. Yes, there are young players, but of course, Cam Hayward's still there, T.J. Watt's still there. You mentioned Minka, who's now getting a little bit longer in the teeth, has been there for a few more years. So this is still a group and question marks around Stefan two and others, but this is still a group that feels like, yes, we have a young rookie quarterback. We love for the future. Yes. We have a bridge. Yes. We lost some players that we appreciated and Ben is finally retired, but we still want to win now. Like Cam Hayward's not going to want to hear, well, it doesn't matter if we lose to the Patriots because Kenny Pickett will learn a lot. He's going to want to win the games and be a playoff team this year and try to get in and then see what happens again. So you have the opportunity that if you do start the rookie and clearly he has growing pains for those first few games. And even if he gets out of that Patriots game, the Bengals game, the Browns game and learns a lot, like you're saying, but they're zero three cam Hayward, maybe goes into Mike Tomlin and says, Hey, I'm a leader of this team. I'm not willing to punt the year for Kenny Pickett. We got to go. We, we should have went Mitch and we got to go back to Mitch and then you're benching the rookie. So I don't know if you would do that, but that could alienate some veterans who are going to feel like they don't want to just punt a year. To better the franchise, Now, I'm not saying they would do it because of what they say, but that's a, that's a that's a devil's advocate opinion. If it does go off the rails with a rookie, which it could,
1: yeah, I mean it it, it could, but there's so many could's. Um, Mitch could yeah. be terrible. He could be he could. He could so like there there's as many woods in that area too. So again, I think it's just as simple as this play who the best quarterback was, and if it's 50-50, lean towards the young guy. Because, Kenny, again, Kenny's not one of those guys that needs to sit. He really doesn't have to work on a lot. Um, We're not talking about Malik Lewis. We're not talking about Trey Lance. Even Mahomes had a lot of stuff to work on coming out year one, and that benefited him a lot because he sat behind a guy like Alex Smith who was the perfect type of mentor for him. This is not that same situation. Kenny Pickett has played for five years in the ACC – has played a lot of very good teams and a lot of hostile environments. Gone to places like Happy Valley, for example, was a, obviously a very tough environment to go into. And remember that if Narduzzi doesn't completely lose his lid, <laughs> yeah. there's a chance Kenny Pickett maybe leads yeah. them back in that game. He's gone to Virginia Tech and right. beaten them in Virginia Tech. He's gone to to Death Valley. Uh, he's been in you know big stadiums to play a big-time game in the ACC championship. Um, yeah. he's been, he's, so he's been in, in hostile environments before. Miami, obviously, a very hostile environment. Yeah, played time.
0: Clemson during a dynasty, right. Yep.
1: So, so like, he's done all of this. Um, And and so he has that hostile territory thing. Now, the NFL could be a little different and a little more yeah. form. But, again, he's only going to learn that by playing. So as far as I'm concerned with the way he came into the league, with how pro-ready he is, if it's a 50-50, I think you will win Kenny. If he's obviously the better – you, you lean Kenny. If Mitch is better, you go Mitch. It's pretty that simple.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't appear the schedule may impact things, although you never know, but it is interesting to talk about here. Nick, Nick Fairbaum Mike Oste here, Pittsburgh Sports Live, Steelers Now. We are reacting to the announcement of the Steelers 2022 schedule. So to get more in to that schedule, Nick, and you kind of ran it down as we opened the show, and we will give our thoughts on maybe a record here before we close up shop. But if you had to point to one of these games – On this schedule, that could be a surprise game, whether you think it's a surprise the Steelers could lose that people don't think they're going to lose or a surprise the Steelers could win that people don't think they're going to win just a a game that could go the other way from the norm and maybe people lose their money on some, some bets out there in Vegas or wherever.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's a few games that you look at that, but I think that Jets game, Week 4, is uh, one that they could lose very easily. Um, Again, I think that this Jets team is very talented now. I think they added a lot of new talent. You know, Sauce Gardner's now there. Um, They added Garrett Wilson. Uh, They had a lot of really solid players. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, they had a really good draft. And so you have a lot of new young guys, and you have a lot of talent there now. A lot of raw young talent, right? It's just a young team, probably not going to be good this year. You still have Zach Wilson who's trying to figure things out. But just a really young team that's going to be kind of that gritty type of, okay, where they have nothing to prove. They have nothing to lose. It's a learning year for them, right? So they're just going to come in here and kind of fight their tails off. So that could be a game where you look at it and say, okay, Sears don't show up in that one. Jets could hang around. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, what we have to consider here, Steelers' defense is going to be the key to all of this, right? The Steelers' defense is going to be the key to them winning as many games as they did last year or more than that. The, the defense is the 100% factor when we look at this entire schedule. So, it, if you kind of look at a, a team that the Steelers could maybe upset, you know, that you wouldn't expect, they did it to the Bills last year. So, you would expect for them to knock off. Say one of those teams, Bills or the Bucks. Don't be surprised. I think if you look at that, it, it, true Steelers fashion, would not be a surprise if they lose to the Jets and come back the next week, go to Buffalo and win that game. Uh, it really would not be that surprising. Yeah. So I, th- I think I think they end up taking one of those games uh, against the Bills or the Buccaneers. Uh, I think the defense is going to be pretty good in forcing turnovers, and they're going to keep them in some games this year as a result of that. Um, so that's going to be a game. I, again, I think that Jets game is a real sneaky one. Uh, I also think, though, you look, you know, in the back half of that schedule, you have the Saints, Bengals, Colts. Okay, so those so those are, are fine, whatever. Pretty easy in a sequence. But right after that, you have the Falcons and then you go home and play Baltimore. And this is where you can maybe get caught looking ahead. To a big – say this, you know, the Steelers are having a good year. Baltimore's having a good year. Everyone's talking, uh uh-oh, you know, the big-time AFC North matchup coming up in Pittsburgh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh beat for the first time. You maybe come out of a win against, you know, Indianapolis in prime time, and then you go to Atlanta. That is a downfall game, too, if you aren't up for it. So a few pitfall games you can kind of look at there. Um, I think that the Steelers have to be wary of – because we've seen them do that before in the past. Yeah. Like
0: oh, sure. Yeah. They,
1: they've had, you know, stretches <laughs> where they've gone well, and then they have that weird loss yeah. and right back up again. So, So we'll see.
0: And that Falcons game does jump out like a sore thumb. You don't figure the Falcons would be good this year at all, but it's right in the middle of what's going to be two big games you know they're going to get up for, and maybe even three or four big games in a row that you know they're going to get up for. You mentioned the Bengals. Obviously, that's going to be a big game all season long, those two matchups, especially after the Bengals winning the conference, and it's just a rivalry and in the division. The Colts, with Matt Ryan being there now, I guess they're a wild-card team and not even – I don't mean in the literal sense, but I mean in the sense of it could go – a way that they're a contender and changing quarterbacks to a veteran and a borderline Hall of Fame guy like the Rams did could turn that around and make him a contender or they could not have enough around him and it wouldn't go that way. But figuring they're going to be good enough, the Steelers might be getting up for a veteran quarterback that they feel like can be on a contender. And then, of course, the Ravens are always going to be a, a match if the Steelers are going to care about, even if the Ravens aren't having that great of a year. And then right in the middle, as you mentioned, it's on the road, Atlanta. A team they might think we don't got to worry about, and then they might get tripped up. And then you have Panthers and Raiders again, should be at least the same as last year, you would imagine. Ravens and then Browns to end the year. So, like the first three games of the season might be arguably the toughest stretch to open up the year. You could make an argument that the last three games of the season are not the easiest games in the world either, depending on the situation of the playoff factor for, say, the Raiders, Ravens, and Browns, and Steelers as well. And if anyone's resting players or anybody's sitting anybody out because they're out of the race already, any of those things going on. But figuring, Nick, the other issue is those three teams, the Raiders, Ravens, and Browns, and the Steelers, could all four be fighting for wild card spots. I mean, that those four games, those three games with those four teams could decide who gets in, where they get in. They could all be anywhere from seven to 11 win teams or eight to 12. So you feel like none of them are going to be a three or four win team and no one's going to be undefeated either. So those could be really important games to close a year as well. Again, Nick Farrell, Mike Osti here, Steelers now mm-hmm. for our complete coverage of the schedule being unveiled and also subscribe here to Pittsburgh Sports Live for, and I'll promote these way, 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 way early, extremely early as well our post-game shows after these Steeler games this coming season, and of course other shows that will discuss this. Now, we talked about some X-Factor games here that could go one way or the other that maybe are surprises. Can you give me here your biggest game of the year? And I, I mean in the sense of not even just hype, but if this game goes one way and the Steelers win it, it could really send the Steelers on a path To really have a better year than some would have thought really have a quality season be maybe a contender but if this game doesn't go in that direction it could spiral the Steelers I do have one in mind that you already talked about that they may get up for even though it's not a conference game I'll tease with but but what's yours
1: yeah well I think if we're looking at conference importance and we're looking at things that could matter the most. I I think one game really sticks out to me as an X factor. I feel like if the Steelers win, they're going to be in a lot better position than if they don't. Um, I I keep circling this. I think that week five game in Buffalo is a very important game for Pittsburgh. Um, You know, you're probably coming. You can come out of that week four, uh, you know, game against the Jets. The Bills probably... are going to be
0: hungry for revenge on their own, though. They, they are. Did lose to the Steelers, even though they had a better year and arguably are the better team still and feel that way. And they have the younger quarterback who's clearly ready to go. He doesn't need a maturation process with Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a very important game, though, because say the Steelers come out of that four-game stretch, two and two, or they come out, of, if they come out, of, especially if they come out of that stretch three and one, I think this is important. They come out of that game, those four games, three and one, and they beat the Bills and they're four and one all of a sudden. You are looking at the Steelers potentially looking at break down the hole of what a six and two record going into the bye week, five and three. I mean, not bad for them going into the bye. So that would be a huge swing game. I think the other big game I think that has importance, you know, outside of the obvious ones, obviously, you know, the Ravens late in the year, the Browns late in the year, very important games, but you know, games in the middle of the season that could kind of flip the tide. I look at the Colts on Monday night. I think that's a very important game as well that could have a lot of tiebreaker implications. A very similar last year to the Chargers game. You remember that game, how many uh, kind of tiebreakers came down to that game later in the year. Now, the Steelers lucked out and ended up in the playoffs, but you you look at that game and say, man, uh, if the Steelers had won that, they would have been in regardless of kind of how they would. And I think, you know, Matt Ryan now and kind of the the players that they have there, Indianapolis is going to be one of those teams – Kind of fighting for one of those wild card spots, maybe for the NFC, uh, the AFC South title rather with the Titans. Um, but you're going to look at that as, I think, a pretty important game because that could have a lot of wild card implications between yeah. the Colts and the Steelers. So I think those two games, again, aside from the obvious ones like the Ravens, uh, the Browns, that Raiders game obviously is important. All the divisional games are very important. I think the Bills game and that Colts game could be uh, what you kind of look at as could be flipped it could flip the switch on the season
0: yeah and maybe it's also a matter of what you think of the Colts because if some do predict the Colts to win the division because it's not exactly the toughest in the world except maybe the Titans are the favorite then maybe it's not as big of a deal if you think the Steelers are going to be fighting for a wild card at best at best although who knows again if they clip the Bengals to open up the year and the Bengals may be a little weaker than they were hick as we know throughout history and again on paper the Bengals should be very good again and be the class of the division but the super bowl loser often misses the playoffs the next year for whatever reason whether bad luck injuries or they just have a year off because they can't get over the defeat that could happen as well to cincy granted so many playoff opportunities with more teams in this year then maybe it wouldn't like in years past but who knows but if the tour team that's has 13 wins or so and they're gonna win a division, then maybe it's not as big of a deal if the Steelers are fighting for a wild card. But if the Colts are a team fighting for a wild card and they're kind of having a roller coaster ride as well, like they probably would have that game could really matter for positioning as you mentioned. The one that I was alluding to that has to be a big game and I think it'll be a big game for fans maybe more than anything, even if it won't impact the standings for either team. And that is the game in the middle of what you're talking about, and that's the Buccaneers game. That is at home. It is in Pittsburgh. Tom Brady has basically owned the Steelers his entire career pretty much, especially in Pittsburgh. I, I've been to a lot of them, covered a lot of them. It would be something for the fan base if they could beat Tom Brady in what probably is their last opportunity and last game against Brady, you would imagine barring the Super Bowl uh, with his Fox deal. It does now feel like this is finally his last year, regardless. Look at the schedule, they're not going to play that often in the future. So that would be important. That would also be Brady very familiar with what the Steelers do in Tomlin. So maybe it'll be big advantage, Brady. Maybe roster is still an advantage to Brady. It's not with Belichick, it's not the Patriots, it's different. It won't impact the, the playoff positioning for the Steelers but still a big game that I think the Steelers players will care about, Nick. And I think the fans will care about, I think Tomlin would even care about. They will not admit this going into that game. You will not hear it from anyone, but I do think that if they get a victory over Brady, Tomlin, Cam Hayward, the veterans that have been around a long time that suffered those defeats, that knows what Brady did to the Steelers all those years in new England, that would mean something to them. And then, even going to that Raiders game towards the end of the year, I do think that Raiders team might be a similar team that's fighting for a wild card situation. Like you mentioned with the Colts, maybe a similar game, similar season, similar type of thing. They were a team that was kind of fighting with the Steelers last year. And they played in that last game to bump the Steelers in, but they go head to head towards the end of the season. And maybe there, there's a, there's kind of a refueling of a rivalry, possibly from a historical sense, or maybe they're fighting for something that it matters there. It's a very tough West division. So Who knows what the Raiders season will look like. Now, Nick, before we give our records, before we give our incredibly early predictions of a record here that we won't be held to and just really don't matter at this point as we are still in May and this schedule was just unveiled tonight as we are doing this show, do you have a bold prediction? We talked about some X factors and different things that could go on and some upsets and maybe games the Steelers should win that could go the other way. You know these games always happen at Pittsburgh throughout a year. But do you have a bold prediction, and you can answer that however you think the definition of bold prediction is?
1: Yeah, um, so I, I think the Steelers are actually going to start out the year kind of rough. Uh, I, I think they're they're going to go to that bye week four and four, three and five. I my prediction is they're going to come out in that second half of the season have a very Tomlin esque late season run, okay, and and come at teams and and be. Much better. I, again, I think it's all set up for a late season, Tomlin. Like when, you know, when we've talked about the Steelers struggling early in the year and then coming back before last few years has actually been reversed. I think we're going to go back now because if there's anything I know about a Mike Tomlin team, they play the best when they are not, when <laughs> they have no expectations and everyone's like, yeah. man, the Steelers aren't good. That's when Tomlin's teams rise up and play the best. And, and I, I think that that's kind of how I see playing out again, that the front part of their schedule is, very, very, very loaded um, with tough games. And then you close going to the bye with three of four on the road. And your home games against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It, it's a very rough schedule. Um, and, and not to mention, you know, you talk about the Patriots game. Well, that Cleveland game, that's a Thursday nighter. Uh, that's not an easy turnaround to play the Patriots and then go right to Cleveland and play Thursday night. So I think that's a tough turnaround, too. Um, so I, I kind of see them maybe struggling a little bit the first part of the season. But I'm expecting them. I'm just expecting this team to kind of get better as they gel a little bit more, kind of figure out, you know, a lot of new pieces defensively, a lot of new pieces offensively, yeah. it's a lot of new pieces. I think this team's going to get better as they go on and get deeper into the year. So I think they're set up for a stronger second half than they are the
0: first half. And that is potentially the problem with the schedule being hard to open up the season, not just about who's the quarterback, but Matt Kanda had tons of excuses last season, the offensive line, Ben not being mobile, et cetera. That's why he's back. The excuses are now kind of gone. Ben is gone. The offensive line has another year together, no matter who's the quarterback between Mitch or Kenny, they're more mobile than Ben was. And you have different pieces that are now there, Najee another year into the system. So those excuses are gone. But, Nick, you're also facing tough defenses. It could very well be possible that we're going to hear a lot of fans say fire Canada until maybe week six or seven if you're giving the season that you're you're talking about or then it gets going because it could be rough early on and they need to make sure they don't dig themselves too much of a hole where they can't dig out of, which also is possible when you look at this schedule here. And I, I can go to the chat a little bit here. I will go to the chat. A lot of negativity. You might be surprised, Nick, in this chat. After you kind of opened the show with this being a favorable schedule, I don't disagree, but we got people here. Most of the chat says they're going to start off zero and two, which would be Bengals and Patriots, with a loss on the road and then a loss at home. Buffalo I, is another one they think is going to be a nail biter. They think the Bills are going to get revenge after last year and be really hungry for it. Steelers I, I, cold. People saying could be game of the year. I'll in the whole tell NFL. you
1: what. I'll tell you what. I think the people are very vastly overrating the Patriots. Vastly overrating Might the be. Patriots uh again again maybe it's Bill ptsd Belichick.
0: man maybe it's ptsd it, it is but uh, let, let's be real here <laughs> this is, yeah. it, it, their patriots aren't that
1: good this they year they made the
0: playoffs i get it i mean they made the they playoffs.
1: lost a lot too this year uh, they yeah. lost a lot their defense is older yeah. than it's ever been yeah. um I, I mean mac jones is okay uh doesn't really take many shots they don't have a ton. They, don't, of they don't want him
0: to, though. He's not designed yeah. to. I mean, again. True. But they
1: also, that, I mean, I think that Yeah. I think yeah the yeah. stylistically, I think the Steelers match up fantastically against that offense. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I maybe. think the Steelers' yeah. defense matches up great against the Patriots' offense. And the Patriots don't even have an offensive coordinator yet, so there's yeah, that. With that pass um,
0: rush, you would imagine it doesn't guarantee to lead to wins. The Steelers haven't won tons of games despite having a great pass rush for four plus years in a row. But that pass rush against a quarterback like Mac Jones, unless they go Bill Belichick, I'm gonna only I'm gonna hand it off ninety percent of the time. It, in that the game the, the and biggest
1: and thing to, is gonna be is gonna be you know, how can Matt Canada more. do against Bill Belichick? That's gonna be the biggest thing. Can Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky score enough points? Because you're not right. gonna be in a shootout. That's gonna be an ugly game. It's gonna be boring. And, And I think the Steelers are much more turnover ish on defense. Like, I think they are more opportunistic. Um, I I think that that game actually works in their favor to a degree. Uh, Again, I'm more, I would be more worried of, you know, okay, maybe you do start out 0 2, but the one thing I would not want to do if I were the Steelers were to beat the Patriots and then lose to Cleveland on Thursday night and start at 0 2 in your division in the first three weeks. Yeah, true. Right. That could be potentially devastating. You're, so, you're,
0: you're better off losing to the Patriots than losing to the Browns. 100%. Exactly.
1: I mean, so, picking so a you, loss, like you need to win one of those two games to start off the first three weeks in terms of those divisional games. You need to split with the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, you have to, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so that is a big-time thing. So, honestly, the Patriots game, you know, I, I don't think it's a – I think that one's a very close nail-biter game. Again, I don't think you can really point to many teams. The Steelers are like clearly better than on the schedule this year. I think their range of outcomes in terms of record is very vast. Um, I, I think the two, the three teams I can say they are definitely better than are the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets. I think the Steelers are definitely better than all three of those teams. Outside of that, no guarantees for me. Um, but again, I think that that Patriots game is very winnable. I think all. I think the first. Three of their four games are very winnable. Even that game in Cincinnati, which I think is the least likeliest to win, um, is obviously winnable because it's a divisional game. Um, Yeah. And the Steelers are definitely going to want to go back to Cincinnati after last year. You know, some of those guys are going to want to get that taste out of their mouth that they had in Cincinnati last year where they got absolutely drubbed. Um, But the question is going to be, I think we're going to learn a lot about this team week one, uh, how well they're going to match up against teams like Joe Burrow and the Bengals, just going to be a lot of teams that they're going to have to see like that. If the defense is able to slow them down a little bit and the offense is able to just get a little bit going and Pittsburgh is competitive, I think you're going to learn a lot about the Pittsburgh Steelers week one. And, again, the defense is going to be the X factor the entire year. If this defense proves to be as good as it could be, if they get Stephon to it back, if Devin Bush has a decent enough year, if you get what you need, from the guys you should be getting, what you get from. I think this defense has a chance to be one of the best in the NFL, and if they are, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers can can have a puncher's chance at anyone on this schedule.
0: And when you look at this schedule, when you look at the Steelers 2022 schedule, you don't see any team the Steelers are – deathly afraid of in addition to only having a few games in there that you know the Steelers are better than you only have a few games in there maybe the Panthers Falcons and maybe the Jets you know the Steelers are definitively better than those teams entering the game you're pretty sure in that prediction maybe you throw in the Dolphins and a few other teams in there as well but regardless to any of that you also look at the schedule and there's not really any teams on this schedule maybe Tampa Bay, but maybe not even, that you look at this schedule, maybe the Bengals, of course, and you're actually scared of. I don't think the Steelers, and they will never admit to being scared of any teams, but I don't think Mike Tomlin and company are looking at this schedule thinking, that's an L. We we know we're going to lose that game. No, they legitimately feel like they have a chance in all of these games. They might not be a great team. They might end up being a mediocre team. They're not going to be a horrendous team no matter who's the QB, but it's just not the Tomlin way. But there's not a team on here that's a really scary game. Like there's, you're not playing the Rams. You're not playing those type of teams that you feel like are definitely a guaranteed, maybe division champ or something like that, no matter what you would think of teams. There's no one you're, you're terrified of. This isn't facing Brady and the Patriots in the midst of their dynasty or facing an 07 Patriots team. There's no one like that. Maybe there's more parody this coming NFL season than there has been in a while, actually, because you could look at it that the Chiefs are a little bit lesser. They're not on the schedule, but they're a little bit lesser. The Bills, maybe they're the team that's knocking on the door from finally being that team that gets over the hump. they There's certainly been an elite team. Maybe they're the best team on this schedule. Maybe it's the, the Buccaneers or Bills are the best overall team on this schedule, and they could be two losses for Pittsburgh, but I don't think going into those games, the Steelers and Tomlin are terrified of those games either. But you will have a tough stretch to open up the year. It will be an important stretch to open up the year with those two divisional games in those first three in the Patriots in the middle. And you will maybe learn a lot about the team offensively and defensively and question marks around Devin Bush and Matt Canada's as a coordinator, etc. cetera. And we still have the unknown of Stefan to it, but maybe all of that'll get improved and change out as the season progresses as well. Certainly if Pickett's in there, he should learn more as the season continues on because maybe it's a more favorable schedule after the bye, which fortunately for the Steelers is middle of the season. So, Nick, we broke it down as much as we can right now, even though, again, it is incredibly early to do so. So a lot of this certainly can change. We just don't know any day of the week in the National Football League these days. But give me your record prediction, by the way. And then after you give your record prediction, I will give my bold prediction. You gave one. I'm going to give one here. And it kind of was alluded to early as maybe an upset the Steelers will suffer. But what's your record for this team right now? And it can certainly change. I'm not gonna hold you to it.
1: Tough one. Um, yeah. Now I think that their range of outcomes is anywhere from like five and twelve to <laughs> yeah, eleven honestly. and six. You're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really do. Um, now the Steelers I think got better than they were last year. Um, I think it's very possible that they have a better defense than they did last year. Um, the defense, uh, I think people I hope people understand the defense wasn't very good last year. They just forced a lot of turnovers. Um, So I think this defense is going to be better, Um, you know, adding guys like Miles Jack uh, getting a little younger in the secondary, hopefully getting Stephon to it back. And if you get to it back, obviously the defensive line is even better than it was before. Um, So I think that that defense has a chance to be really good. The offense we'll see a lot of change over there. Going to hinge a lot on the on the offensive lines improvement on those young guys, Um, How can they replace Juju? Is George Pickens going to be ready enough? Is Calvin Austin going to be ready enough? Is Chase Claypool ready to take that next step? We'll see. Um, And I think, you know, obviously the big looming question is going to be the quarterback position. Um, Are they going to have an upgrade over Ben last year? That's going to be the question. Is Mitch or Kenny going to be better than Ben? And we'll see. And obviously there's the other question of Matt Canada. Um, So we will figure that out. So again, I think it's a team with a large range of outcomes. (laughs) Um, my, my, uh, I, I like to go right in the middle of that for the most part, um, a little bit on the upper range, but I I think nine and eight is very reasonable to expect. Um, I think it's a very reasonable record to look at this team with. Uh, I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin's teams, he's had less talented teams than this. And I'll say that, and he's done more with those teams. um, and, and honestly, I mean, look at that schedule when you look at uh, Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, when they went eight and eight with that team. Uh, this is a better team than that. And so I think it I, and again, I think it's a better team than last year. They made the playoffs last year. So nine and eight's my prediction. Um, but but I do think the entire kind of scale of things, I think if they're worse than they were last year record wise, I think it's uh, it's a few things. One, you get the reversion in the close games. Steelers won a lot of close games last year, and that's not a stable thing from year to year. I, or I think, two, you get a lot of injuries because the Steelers don't have a ton of depth across this team. Um, so it's a very kind of thin team overall. Um, I saw some positions like D-line. D-line is very deep for the Steelers. Um, but I think that was one of the things that kind of capped the Steelers off last year. You know, no no Tyson for pretty much the whole year. No to it for the whole year. Uh, Bush wasn't himself. So, and you lost a lot of guys for a lot of games. Um, so, I, I think that this team has the talent to be better than nine and eight. I think that certainly have the ability to be much worse than that. Uh, I think the schedule has a lot of 50 50 games, but I think nine and eight makes sense. I think that Mike Tomlin gets more when he has less. Uh, I really, that's the type of coach he is. When his teams are down in the dirt, when no one expects them to win. Mike Tomlin knows how to coach the underdog teams. There's something to that. I think that Mike Tomlin knows how to tap into when his teams are doubted. He is at his best as a leader, as a motivational coach, as a as a pretty much leader of men. He's at his best when he is doubted. Uh, so I think that this team is not going to have a ton of expectations from a lot of people. And so I, I think they're going to end up being a little bit better than people think. And I, I think they're going to end up nine and eight, somewhere around there. Uh, I, I tend to think that Mike going to going to work some magic yet again until he has that losing season. I just I can't say that they're going to have a losing season with Mike Tomlin at the helm. He just knows how to get more out of um, and that's really the thing. And yes, you can make the argument that when he has more, he gets less out of that too. But <laughs> right. certainly, certainly what I have known over his career is that when he has less, he has more. Uh, and that's the thing. He maximizes what he has.
0: Does nine and eight get him a wild card? It's
1: a tough one, man. It's a tough one to kind of look at. Um, yeah. It's going to depend on who they beat, who they lose to. I think it could. 10 um, seven definitely gets them one, I think, if yeah. they can win one more game. They could be one of those teams just looking right on the inside out, though.
0: It Could could it not come down to the last three games of that season? Raiders, Raiders, yeah. Browns, Steelers? Those four could. teams could, could 100% be fighting for sixth, seventh in, in terms of the spot there. I would imagine you're not going to see three teams in the AFC North getting in the playoffs, if you believe the Bengals to win the division. Are you going to get the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns, and all of them get in? Obviously not. So there's not enough room for everybody. So that could be an important stretch to end the year as well. You are 100% correct on Mike Tomlin does get more out of less. And if you believe this Steelers team right now is a bridge to whatever the future is going to be, if you believe whether it be Mitch or Kenny leading the charge that it's kind of that murky waters of post Ben and there's still some veterans there but they lost some players so it's not going to really be a great special year, They're still trying to make something happen and they certainly still want to be a contender, then okay, maybe they're able to fly under the radar a little bit. No one's going to go into the season, predict they're going to win the AFC or win the Super Bowl or be in the Super Bowl, like maybe of years past when Tomlin did have teams that underachieved. Maybe that's a positive. Maybe he does. Certainly, he's a Hall of Fame coach for for something, and and certainly the Super Bowl of, of a decade plus ago, but also for not having a losing season and getting the most out of a lot of teams that weren't supposed to go anywhere, There were many of those years in the midst of these 15 plus that they were predicted to have a losing season and they did not. However, I am tempted to have all good things come to an end. And I am not saying they're going to be a two win team, a three win team or be horrendous here, but number one for one of my bold predictions here, and maybe you kind of talk me into it a little bit. I think the Steelers are going to lose to the Jets. I have the Jets game as a loss right now. Conventional wisdom would not tell you that they would lose that game. I get Zach Wilson. I get maybe that's a quarterback the Steelers could feast against defensively with T.J. Watt and company, and they should get some sacks. But something in my gut tells me they might start out okay. They might beat either the Bengals or Patriots, probably maybe beat New England at home. Maybe they have that Browns game be a win, and then go ahead and lay that egg before you get into the bigger games of the Bills and Bucks, and maybe they lose to the Jets and then beat the Bills. Wouldn't shock me. That kind of would be a Mike Tomlin Steelers team thing to do the last few years. And overall, the record would maybe still be over 500. It would be quality. It would be contention. They would maybe try for a wild card. But I do kind of feel like that Jets game could stand out for when it is and that they are a little bit better, certainly defensively, That could be a loss for the Steelers as they still try to get the offense going regardless of who's QB. So I have the bold prediction for me that they will lose to the Jets and that they will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I have a Jets loss, but a victory against Tom Brady in his last game in Pittsburgh over the Bucs who on paper still have the better team and more veteran team and are certainly more ready to go, figuring Brady is still what he's been the last few years. I think they can beat the Buccaneers and match up with Brady but we'll lose the Jets, and of course, that'll be an anomaly and kind of annoy people early in the season, and for an early season record prediction, that'll mean nothing because it's so early. You have nine and eight. I almost went nine and eight, honestly. You can't do Jeff Fisher's 500 anymore with with this slate of schedule and the format currently these days in the NFL, so I am also going to have all good things come to an end. It's very hard to do this, and it's not in any indictment of Tom when he's a Hall of Famer and Again, it might be a bridge to something. He's not going anywhere. But I do think the eight and nine is where I'm going to go, that they are just going to be just shy and he will have his first career losing season as Steelers head coach. So we will see what our predictions mean or what our instant reactions mean as we get to training camp, as we get to even the summer. And then certainly as we get to the preseason and regular season, you can't hold us to anything we said on this show, we had to get this program out there and had to offer instant reactions. Since so all of you were doing the same thing, subscribe here, Pittsburgh sports live comment. We'll comment back to you. Certainly to any of you. I didn't get to in the chat. I didn't go too much to the chat. It wasn't too active without just the let's go Steelers. Here we go. And, and those, those type of comments, feel free to, to jump in the chat of any of the other shows that we do here on the channel. And of course find us on social media and follow us over there at Steelers now for all the coverage of the schedule unveiling and the Steelers off season and then onward and upward to actually playing some freaking football. But nonetheless, the NFL owns everyday